You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode 18. I was trying to push all of my past, you know, bad business decisions and pains and what I felt like was every closed door in my past to try to move forward. And so I was living 90% in the future of what I thought I could create. And then I was forgetting that the present is really where all that's going to happen. And I feel like I couldn't live in the present because I was so scared about the past. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schur. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Schur. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. Today's show is one that's been a long time in the making. It's been on my mind and my heart to share this show with you in hopes that it will help you on your own journey. Today, we're going to be diving straight into my story with Simple Roots and the winding journey I've been on to get here, through the highs and the low of lows. I have to admit that releasing this for you to hear is one of the most vulnerable and open things I've ever done. And yet as I strive to be myself, to be honest and open about life and the circumstances that arise, I know that I can only grow from this and hope that you can as well. But in order to make this less scripted and more me, I didn't want to do it alone. So I asked one of my great friends and mentors to come on as I share my story with you. Her name is Michaela Schaefer of MichaelaKate.com. She was also a guest in my very first episode that you can find at SimpleRootsWellness.com slash 001. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about my lowest point of my entire life and how I worked my way out of it what Simple Roots means to me. I'll also talk about how I uncovered myself from hiding behind recipes and hopefully showcase the real me. And there's so much more we're going to dive into. And while I feel like, and I really want to continue rambling on, I know it's only to prolong the inevitable that you are going to hear me open up and be real, emotional, and vulnerable like you've never seen. So let's just get started and welcome back, Michaela. Welcome back to the show, Michaela. I'm so excited to have you back on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. So I really wanted to have Michaela on the show again today because I've gone through quite the journey since starting Simple Roots Wellness. Uh, Really, it's a journey about finding myself and finding my passion, just becoming more self-aware and learning to change really what's in my mind. And once I hit my low, my lowest of low, it's amazing that Michaela came out of really nowhere. And, you know, we we worked out this deal and she helped me through one of the most difficult phases of my life in creating something that I am really super passionate about now. And so I wanted to have her on the show as I tell my story, which is vulnerable and it's tough and <laughs> uh it could be challenging, and I'm having her here because I didn't want this to be scripted at all. I really just wanted to be open and honest and vulnerable with you and tell you the mm-hmm. truth about my life and what I've gone through since starting Simple Roots and even more than that. And so hopefully it's uh, we can keep it <laughs> condensed into this. It's been a long journey, and I'm glad to have reached this point, but it hasn't been easy, that's for sure. And mm-hmm. so I really wanted Mikaela on because she's the queen at drawing things out of me and making me go to the deep places where really change occurs. So I really appreciate Michaela, and I think that through this too – and hearing how Michaela kind of works her magic, and it's not really magic, but, you know, helps <laughs> helps me through this, that hopefully mm-hmm. it'll help you through your own journey. And you can kind of start to put those pieces together about your own story and writing it to be unique and to you and not to anyone else and something that I had to learn. So mm-hmm. I think Michaela's going to offer mm-hmm. a lot on the show, even though she's kind of the one, you know, asking the questions or pushing me. So mm-hmm. thanks again, Michaela, for all you've done mm. um, and helping me through this journey. So 
Well, you're welcome. Well, I wasn't nervous before, but now I'm a, I'm a little nervous. The pressure's on. <laughs> but Kayla has no idea uh, what she's getting herself into right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to start because it, you know, it it's a funny story. It's It's unique. I started Simple Roots after I had previously owned a gym. And I've always loved working with people and helping people to change. But selfishly, I was tired. I was tired of waking up so early and being away from my family. When my husband came home from work, that's when I would work at the gym. And so it was just, it was not a good family job. It was because I was with my kids during the day. But for the relationship of my husband, it was not great on our marriage. And so I made the change and I started Simple Roots Wellness um, out of the fact that, you know, I could still work from home. I could still be creative. But yet I was able to be at home at night with my family and spend time together. And so it was really everything I thought it was going to be. However, (laughs) with that, Mm. um, I also started to believe what I thought everyone else expected of me. And also how everyone else created success. So was I chasing the right things? I'm, I'm not sure. Honestly, probably not. Um, and I never really feel like I had a clear vision or a clear goal in mind other than to be successful online. And I never really expected how challenging and hard this would be, you know, sitting on the other side of the computer screen, not even knowing who's out there or how you're impacting other people. And you're just kind of throwing darts in the dark. That's what I always say. I'm like, it's just another dart in the dark. You don't really know where it's going to land. And Mm -hmm. so I had a really good first year of Simple Roots Wellness. It was it was everything that I wanted. It was exciting. Um, I was really being able to be creative and create some programs that really helped a lot of people. But I feel like once I hit my second year, so I'm on my third year of Simple Roots Wellness. Um, once I hit that second year, things got a lot more difficult. And I think it really boiled down to the fact that I was, again, trying to be someone I wasn't. I was believing all of these perfect formulas of creating a five-figure launch or, you know, again, maybe chasing money and fame more than chasing just honesty and vulnerability and just really my call and my passion to help people live their best life. So I got the second year off on the wrong foot and I quickly escalated into... Uh, almost an all-out panic attack on my life. Uh, I hit what I call my all-time low, and this was pre-Michaela. She kind of came into it uh, (laughs) maybe after I sorted out a few things, but not really. And (laughs) I was pretty (laughs) desperate for anything. I think I was willing to cling on to anything that I could grab a hold of. All I can describe it as feeling like I'm drowning. So trying to live the life on the outside like I thought everyone wanted while crumbling on the inside. It was super hard, and um, it was hard on my family, really hard on my marriage. And it was the point at which I had to decide, was this worth it? You know, was Simple Roots worth it? Was the call worth it? You know, was I going to continue to follow that? Um, Or, you know, was I going to let it go? And... Uh, it took months, honestly. I struggled for months and months and months. I feel like there was this turning point in my life when I was able to go to a mastermind event in San Diego. And I feel like this is really where I was kind of at my, I don't want to say it was my lowest point, but it was the beginning of the bottom. <laughs> Can you say that? The, it I wasn't like that, just yeah. the day. I might, I might start using that. All right. It was the beginning of the bottom, and I was supposed to go to San Diego to this mastermind event. It was such an honor to be there, and I was so excited to go. And the day before I was supposed to leave, Peyton, my husband, called me and said, you're never going to believe this, but you scheduled your tickets for the wrong weekend. And I was like, I mean, literally, it was less than 24 hours before I was supposed to be on the plane. And I was like, no, 
Like, this can't be happening. And then it was like, you're joking. Like, tell me you're joking. I'm on my way to school to take my daughter to preschool. Try not to lose it in the car. Because we were late for preschool anyways. So this is the time of my life when I'm late for everything. Mm. And I'm literally grasping for air. Like, we're just surviving at this point. Mm. The whole family. So she's Mm. late for school. And so I knew I had to go into the office. So I'm trying not to, like you know, break down in the car and like cry because I knew I had to go to the office and check her in and walk her to her classroom. And so I just Mm. take deep breaths and I'm like, okay, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. And so I made it into Mm. preschool. And as soon as I walked out of that school, I just bust into tears. I was a wreck. And I called him back and I'm like, so what are our options? And, you know, I was like, and he's the super optimist and I'm the pessimist of the family, I would say. (laughs) I'm even more so because he's so optimistic like I always say his cup is overflowing with water and so he just sucks the water out of mine and makes his overflowing (laughs) and and so he was of course like well just change your tickets you know it's not that big of a deal just call and get your tickets changed and so I called and if anyone's been on the airlines lately you know how big of a deal that can be and how much money you can spend Mm -hmm. so Anyways, it was basically mm. like buying a new set of tickets because tickets the day before to go to San Diego had increased in price by $700. Mm. And then you wow. have to pay $150 transfer fee or whatever it was. So it was going to be mm. like an extra $900 to go to San Diego. And I was like, mm. I, like I just can't afford it. Like, I'm going to have to go into debt mm. for this. Like, I, I'm not going to do it. So I was like adamant that I was done. And... Mm. Um, Yeah, I feel like that was the first time when I was like, why is this happening? Like, there's something inside Mm -hmm. of me that feels like I need to keep going, but everything seems like every door is shutting. And that was Mm -hmm. was tough. Um, So now that was a year ago? Almost a year ago, yeah. So September of last year. Right. And then now, you know, I think most people can relate to a point when it was a turning point. Uh, I love the, it was the beginning of the bottom. Even that, to to your credit, is to me a way of viewing it in a positive light, you know, um, that you could see it's the beginning of of the good that's to come. So maybe your husband is rubbing off on you. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I guess in terms of probably people on the call anywhere from they feel at the lowest of low to I think I'm getting to the lowest of low and, uh, you know, everywhere in between, what for you do you feel like moving forward in that turning point was the big aha, was the big, okay, this is, you know, what needs to change in maybe both my mindset but also just kind of the tangible reality of what life looks like now. Kind of come that Monday morning, do you feel like you can look back and see this is really what made that a turning point or this is what helped, um, if that that kind of makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I think in that moment, I I knew that I was in – I had a choice. I think that's really what it came down to is I had a choice. Mm. I had a choice to say, I'm done. Like, I'm going to throw in the towel because life got hard. Things didn't go my way again. And I ended up spending a lot more money, which I always said was like the story of my life, right? Like Alexa makes a wrong decision. (laughs) She does something stupid. Mm. And then she ends up spending more money in the end to get nowhere. And so I had created (laughs) that pattern for my life. And Mm. it almost followed me everywhere because that's what I expected of my life. And so Mm. at that moment, I had a choice. My mom had come over. I, for the first time in my life, I would say my mom and I have a really good relationship, a really close relationship. That day, I literally kicked my Mm. mom out of my house. Um, (laughs) I'm not, it was not a proud moment of mine. Um, I Mm. just needed space. Like, all I could say is, like, Mm. I was just in that place where I knew I had a choice and I knew no one could make that choice but myself. And I feel like Mm. that's what I learned from that moment is that everything Mm. in life is a choice and I can choose to make the best of it. And you hear this all the time and I never really got it until Mm. this moment. Like you can choose to make the best of it or you can choose to make it whatever you want it to be almost in a sense, right? Like it could have eaten me up. It could have been Mm. the end to all of this, to 
you know, listening to something more, that knowing that there's something bigger, I could have chosen to be done. Mm. And I was faced with that reality that day because, what I didn't have the money to make the transfer, right? Like, I just, it wasn't mm. like money was there and I was like, okay, like, I can just do this. Like, I knew I was going to be going into mm. debt to do this. Mm. And I knew, like, it was a matter of me choosing if this is what I wanted to do or not. And so I think it really did come down to a choice. And then through that, choosing to eventually, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on a plane. And I can't describe the whole situation, even the rest of my story, as being a feeling of knowing that I needed to keep going. Like, I need to keep pushing. And I still don't know why. And I think it's okay. Like, now I think it's okay Mm. that I don't need to know why. I just need to know that if it feels right, that I should keep doing it. And for whatever reason, there's never been a point where it's felt okay to be done. To just fold it up and say, you know what? Like, Mm. this isn't right. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the choice. And then also Mm. seeing the fruit of what happened when I went to San Diego. And Mm. kind of... I don't want to say I was kind of negative about the whole trip when I got there, just kind of angry at it. You know, like this better be worth Mm. it. And so, you know, the whole first day of the Mm. conference, just sitting there thinking like, gosh, I just like so far, this isn't worth it. Like, you know, like almost Mm. like having too much of an ego, being a little too arrogant about it. Like, come on, like, give me something good. Like, give me something I need to hear, like almost in spite of the situation. I feel like in my life, I've really been able to experience the voice of God, not my whole life, but there are mm-hmm. times in my life when I've, when I've felt mm-hmm. that. And so I really wanted to feel it, you know, like I really wanted to experience that again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was mad, like I was just mad because I wasn't. And so it was the whole first day, the whole second day, and it was only two days long. And it was the <coughs> last I think it was the last, it was either second last or the last speaker of the day. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel it. And I don't want to feel it because it's not what I wanted. It's not anything that I wanted. And so then I was mad about that, you know, but I was excited at the same time. And so I feel like Mm. looking back, it was the best decision I ever made once, one, because I, that was the starting point for learning that everything I do is a choice. Every um, my mm. attitude, my outlook on life. It's a choice and I can choose to be mad and upset and think the world is against me or I can choose to make the best of what I've been given. And it, that's not an mm. easy transition, but it really does come down to a mind change, I think, right? Like, is, is that a mind change? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd say absolutely. Um, and one thing I love most about um, well, I guess just the power of the mind and just deciding, Hey, I'm going to choose joy. Hey, I'm going to choose, um, a good attitude here is that just the underlying ownership that your life becomes that in that moment, you're like, Hey, yeah, this outside circumstance stinks. This is going on. Not ideal, but yet in the midst of it, you kind of just said, hey, I'm taking ownership of everything that's going on. And one thing, if I can just kind of encourage you a little bit and and your listeners as well, one thing I think, Alexa, that I feel like I'm even trying to learn from you is you do really well. You know, a few different times even in the past couple of minutes, you said, I feel or I felt. And there's kind of that ownership in your feelings and emotions. And I think a lot of times people and we and, you know, feelings are bad and just put the, you know, especially as business owners, as people who are trying to, uh, you know, make a business is kind of put all that to the side. You know, you got to be driven, you got to be focused. Yet there's so much power in that honesty and vulnerability that, um, it's in those emotions that we actually get to what we really believe and that mindset. And so that's something I think you've done really well. And even in those moments where you're like, I'm angry, I'm mad, and I'm just going to be angry and I'm going to be mad to an extent, I think that's good and healthy that we all need to let those emotions just be what they are. Not that we do negative things, you know, just lash out at people, but allow those emotions to draw us to kind of the deeper 
what's really going on inside, you know, and, and you kind of, you allowed that to happen so that you could say, you know, hey, I'm even taking ownership of these emotions, which I don't like, but here we go. And now I'm going to choose to turn a corner, you know? And, right. and so I think, um, I, I love that. I think a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, I know I have gleaned from that through your podcast or your blogs. And that's something that I think is, is really powerful and personally and professionally. And so, but I'm going to kind of question back to just simple roots wellness. I realize I've never really asked you this, but I've always wondered it is kind of where that name stemmed from just because I like it. It's clever, but kind of where it stemmed from. And, you know, you kind of talked, you know, initially you, you had this turning point and do I even want to be doing this? But, you know, somewhere way back when you did start Simple Roots Wellness, so there was some sort of passion. So I don't know if you can kind of speak to that or kind of dig back into those first kind of moments of inspiration. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a dreamer. Michaela knows that best, right? Like I always say if I could get a job professionally dreaming for other people, that would totally be me. <laughs> Because in my head, like, I want everyone to live their best life and, like, love life. And here I am going through a journey where I'm barely hanging on and I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to quit anything. You know, like, there was a point of time when I was telling my husband, like, literally, I feel, this is hard to admit to, I feel like getting in my car and just driving away. Like, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. Man, this is hard to say this. Well, I think... You are not alone, you know. I th- I think if I had, um, even in the past couple of weeks, I've, th- I've had conversations with my friends and I who, you know, are, are just my support unit who, you know, were like, don't run away today. Right. <laughs> Stay in the game. Don't right. quit. Keep going. But anyway. Right. So I mean, alone. yeah. I mean, there was that low, but I think now mm-hmm. – um, coming outside of that and really remembering that passion, I think that's what kept me going. Um, You know, like I I like to think that I can't even remember those times. I remember the excitement and my mom is a name person. She always has been. She named my gym. Um, (laughs) Like she's always just been creative, like in this, you know, like she would say she's not creative, but she is like the name person. And so I had written a list of all of these words that I really liked. And, you know, a lot of people told me to use my name as my website. And a lot of people are going there. And I I think it's great. For me, I wanted this to be about, Mm. I wanted it to be about them and a journey and that I was along Mm. for the ride. Like, yeah, I'm an expert in nutrition. um, But more than that, like, I'm just here to help push you and encourage you and help you to live your best. And so Simple Roots really came from, I just like the aspect of simplifying things. Like, I just feel like life is so complex. It's so overwhelming and it it's confusing. And so I really always live with a passion of like, if we just simplify things, it makes it more doable, right? Like it makes it more manageable. It makes it seem like we can actually accomplish it. And so simple, I knew I wanted to use the word simple in there within it. And then roots really came from, I feel like living in Iowa, there's always this value. And I don't, I mean, other places, I know everyone does this too, but I feel like there's this just, you lived in, you grew up in Iowa too, so you can kind of attest for this, but there's this very much respect for the land, right? Like the majority Mm. of the people in my area are um, living off of the land. They're living off of the profits Mm. of the land. And so I grew Mm. up, you know, going out to my aunt's house who was on a farm and you know, helping her work out there in the garden and she had a pumpkin farm and, and doing all of that stuff. And like that, you know, being outside, being in nature is like one of my peaceful Mm. places. Like that's one of my favorite things to do is, you know, take the kids outside and go for a hike or just to dig in the dirt or or whatever it is, you know? And Mm. so to me, there's this very much connection to eating foods of the earth, you know, respecting the earth, but Mm. also knowing that, 
we're leaving a legacy. Like this isn't just our life, mm. but you're handing your life down to your kids and to your grandkids. And mm. and that all matters like nutritionally, like you can get into the 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 thought of like mm. what you're eating's making a difference to your unborn child. You know, like it it really mm. is a legacy that we leave from the health of how we live our life and, you know, more than just what we eat and how much we exercise, but really just our passions and our joys for life. And so the mm. roots really came in in all aspects of I felt like that just summed up like the whole aspect of health and, uh, and a different word than health of mm. like, we're leaving roots mm. for our future generations. We're mm. leaving a legacy, but we also should be eating foods that have roots, you know, things of the earth. And then wellness was just like, okay, simple roots is like, what? Like, what is that? So we thought we should slap on like, okay, here's like the defining like wellness. So I don't, you know, like I remember going through that process and I remember having a number of different combinations and writing them all down and sending an email out and, you know, having people vote on it or whatever. But that's really what it, what it came down to and... I've never really regretted mm. the name of it before. I've questioned it because I feel like a lot of other people in the business world have questioned it. And I've I've believed too many mm. people that really have no attachment to who I am or, you know, emotion mm. invested into what I'm doing. Just a generalization. And so I'm trying to get away from that and really just respect that. But I feel like that passion is always what I came back to. My mom is very good. Mm. She's like, you started this for a reason. Remember why you started that's really good. I knew I should ask that. <laughs> that is so, um, it's really, really powerful. And I think what I love best is that it's funny how your passions just never lie. Because even as I've been, we've been talking in the weeks, recent weeks, you know, you've been kind of just been stirred, I guess, in, in a new direction and, and want to get back to what I feel like is everything you just explained in that, um, keeping it simple. And yet with the roots, there's such a foundational piece. And I know you've talked to me a little bit about how wellness, you know, there's always every new, every new diet trick and every new, you know, recipes out there, but your focus is so on the, the mindset and the power of actually, how significant and important that is and foundational, you know, kind of roots that is to lasting health and changing your health. And, and so, you know, I think with your mindset, that is, you know, me as a life coach, I think, you know, I'm just like, amen to that, because I know the importance of uh, living and walking in a mindset that's true and good and positive and, how that does affect every area of your life. You know, one thing I think I've said to you before is that, you know, often your greatest area of attack is your greatest area of victory. Right. And so I think for for people out there that um, are listening and following you, one thing that you do so well and that you are, I think, have often been greatest area of attack has been your mind because I feel like, uh, you are helping people really change their mindset about how they view themselves, how they view their bodies. And that to me in this world is, you know, a game changer and people need to, you know, I need to be following you more. People need to be following you more, you know, because that's really where to me, the rubber hits the road in terms of wanting to change, whether it's physically or, you know, whatever it may be. And so I guess I'd love for you to just speak to your kind of journey through the mind and where you feel like maybe even that aha came for you in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, you wanting to really help people and and realizing it is all about mindset. It is all about Mm -hmm. that. So, so yeah, if you can just kind of speak to that if there are books that helped you, people that helped you along the way, mm-hmm. yeah, I- anything in that regards. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, after I went to San Diego and I came back and what I learned in San Diego, just so I don't leave you hanging, that I really didn't want to do is the podcast. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> I had been, my husband had been, you know, telling me for years that I would be good at it actually since I started Simple Roads. And I said I would never do that, which is like, 
if I say I'm never going to do it, you can almost assume that I'm eventually will end up doing it. So, <laughs> but it was the podcast and it's been one of the best things that I've ever did. Um, probably the most fulfilling because I can be the most real and raw, obviously like this. Mm-hmm. That was in September and I didn't release my first podcast until March. And so there was a lot of time in there of me trying to figure out okay, I I know I, I need to do the podcast. I know I'm being called to that. I know like that's my next steps. And I think sometimes our greatest, like you said, our greatest victories are the things that are the most frightening and the, the hardest things to do. So I decided that I was never going to do it alone. So I got a, a podcast coach through that. And uh, that was my first experience of having a coach outside of my husband, which if my husband tries to coach me, it never goes well. <laughs> He's like, you just need to keep talking to other people because you uh, totally listen to them and not me. I'm like, I know, it's horrible. Uh, I feel like it's like an attack, right? Like, oh, I'm just not good enough or whatever, which we've, Michaela and I have been working on that mm. mindset just uh, within yeah. my family. But that's tough <laughs> um, because you never want to feel threatened by your own family. And it's always out of love. It's never a threat. Anyways, so it was my first mm. experience with a mentor. And man, I feel like that was, such a huge risk that I took, but I don't regret that one second um, because mm-hmm. I feel like once I, you know, as I'm writing the blog and creating recipes and almost hiding behind recipe creation, and I've told you this before, it's easy to hide behind recipe creation because there's not a lot to argue. Like, oh, it might not be your favorite thing, but like, it's not a controversial topic or you're not bringing up hard things. You're not bringing up emotion. Like generally everyone loves food. And if you feel like they don't, you just post a, you know, a dessert recipe and then everyone loves you again. <laughs> and so I literally had spent so much time hiding behind them. And I had Peyton over here, like telling me like, you know, you're hiding behind recipes. Like you're, you're bigger than this. You, you know more than this. You can help people more than this. And I just didn't want to hear it. And so I feel like once I got the podcast mentor and I really soaked it in and what he was telling me, it was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, like mm. I have to talk in front of these people. And it's a lot harder to talk than it is to write. You know, like I can be anyone I <laughs> want to be in words, mm. but I'm definitely, I would say what my gift, I don't even know if this is a gift, is, I think we've talked that it is a gift. I should own this gift, mm-hmm. is that yes. <laughs> being vulnerable and being an open house. And so generally when I talk to people, I am very personable mm-hmm. and I just really want to make people feel comfortable and known. And I want people to know like, hey, I'm a real person too. I struggle. Like I'm, I'm not this perfect person that social media and my blog can make me out to be. Like life is hard and I'm figuring out things too. And so I feel like the podcast was that first moment, especially with my podcast mentor when I'm like thinking like, okay, I have to do all of this stuff. And he stopped me one day and he's like, listen, you don't have to be and do what everyone else is doing. If you just mm-hmm. are you, you're going to be successful. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first time mm-hmm. that it hit me that I don't have to be like every other successful person. I don't have to post three recipes a week. I don't have to do that. I don't have to have just experts, you know, like just massive mm-hmm. bloggers and people who have huge followings on my blog to be successful that I can do what feels right. And if I'm just me, then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that moment hit me of like, Wow, he has a lot of, one, a lot of confidence that I am worthy of this. I can mm-hmm. do this. You know, like I I felt like I was hiding behind so many things. And so I felt like that was the first time someone was like, you can do this. Just be you. People want to see you. And he kept telling me that over and over. And mm-hmm. I feel like he was that first person besides my family. I mean, they were doing it all along, right? Mm-hmm. Telling me that, of right. course. I was like, but I would tell my kid that even if they weren't good at baseball, I'd be like, keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing great. Right. Like, so I'm like, am I really good or am I not? Like, you know, like, oh, are you mm-hmm. telling me that? Because it's like your kid's always cute, right? Like, you're kind of biased. And so I think that was the moment. And I had known all along. I had always been fighting something inside of me that knew. I'd always been against, I'm, you know, I'm always against the next best diet or whatever because I feel like people can skip around from thing to thing to thing but if we don't change the one thing that's going to make it lasting it doesn't matter how many other things you do and I've Mm. always struggled with that but it never sells you know like (laughs) 
what sells is weight loss and the quick fix. And so I kind of mm-hmm. went that path, but it never felt good. Like it never felt right. And people are like, you need to promote mm-hmm. yourself more. And I'm like, well, I just don't feel good about it. Like it, I think it's great, but I don't think it's me. <laughs> I don't think it's mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've created anything yet that is fully me other than this podcast. I feel like my writing's getting better, but mm-hmm. I, I think I'm what I'm learning. And so after... I had Jeff and I started the podcast. I really started to grow and being able to be more vulnerable and knowing that that's okay and that people still trust me and accept me um, even though I'm not perfect in that weird sort of way. You know, like you don't Mm. want anyone to know Mm -hmm. like that you're not perfect. But then um, it wasn't long after that. um, I I picked up that book called Breaking Busy, which um, Allie Worthington Mm. was on my podcast a few weeks ago. And Mm. that really started opening my eyes to the fact that I was basing my self-worth off of how much work I did. So most Mm. nights I went to bed feeling inadequate because I didn't get my to-do list done. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom slash babysitter to my niece and nephew most days a week. So my working hours generally are really early in the morning. late at night or on the weekends. And then my mom will take off um, a couple days a week, which is super helpful to help me out. But in that, that's really stressful. I mean, knowing that mm-hmm. I have pretty much two full-time jobs with not enough time to do mm-hmm. either one really well. And so mm-hmm. I was doing what I thought I needed to be doing and I wasn't living my passion. So I read the book Breaking Busy and it totally opened my eyes to like, I need to stop measuring my worth by how much I get done. You know, like I need to stop being so busy because busyness was really taken away from what I could be great at. It's a really fantastic book. I would really recommend again picking it up. It was that first book that was like, yeah, I hadn't read. I honestly mm. like to read books. I hadn't read a book in a long time from beginning to end because I have little kids, you know, I have things to do. Like, I don't have time to read. And so I committed that I was going to start reading. And I read that book. It was in a matter of days. And I just couldn't Mm. get enough of it. It was like life, right? Like a breath for me, like in this drowning ocean that waves kept coming over my head. It was like that life raft that I was clinging to, like, Mm. you know, like cling to this. I'm going to breathe on this. And I started taking action on some of those things. And it wasn't long after that, that we got in touch. Right. And I'm not even sure how that all happened. So you think you reached out to me. And I think I reached out <laughs> to you. We don't really know. No, we don't. But somehow, so Michaela and I go back. Yeah. Um, we knew of each other in college. And I kind of mentioned this on the other podcast. We knew of each other in college. I always really looked up to Michaela. In that weird sort of way, I feel like you really remember people. And maybe you remember them really well because you never know when later in life they're going to pop up again, right? And so mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. my mom telling me, that she had found a site, you created a website and a business. And, you know, she was super excited Mm. about it. My mom knew Michaela in college as well. Mm. And so she knew Michaela and she brought it up to me. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I don't think I really did anything with it. But then somehow we started getting in contact even before all this probably. But, But here's the deal. Like I didn't feel like, and I still feel like it's not like I knew nutrition. I know how metabolism works. You can talk about that all day. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter unless we get someone to realize that life is choices and that we have the choice. And it's really a mind choice to change. It's not just choosing like, I'm going to drink my eight ounces of water, you know, whatever. I'm going to eat my 10 servings of vegetables a day. Like, yeah, that's a choice mm-hmm. too. But really, it's a choice to choose to value your body and respect it. And I knew it, but I just have not... I did not know how to teach it or really how to open it up. So I started working with Michaela and that's really when I went from feeling inadequate and not really understanding the future or if I was even worthy of this or I don't want to say worthy. Um, if I was mm. even able, strong enough, you know, to to do what I was called to do. And I just had a lot going on Um you know, my marriage wasn't great. My relationship with my kids was great. I'd really kind of strayed away from a lot of my friends. I mean, they were always there, but I kind of Mm. became internalized and I just didn't know how to deal with a lot that was going on. I feel like the online world's kind of different in that here where I am, there's not a lot of people who are doing it. And so it's just kind of like that, oh, you make a living blogging, like seems just weird, (laughs) right? Like, 
Um, and so Mm. it was just like one of those things of like, I just don't know how to bring this up and I don't know who to talk to. And Mm. so Michaela was that first outlet of just helping me sort through Mm. my life. And, um, I think one of the most impactful things that we talked about was one, you already said, you know, like sometimes your greatest asset can become your greatest weakness. Mm. And then also putting, a name to the shame, almost bringing up what's pulling you back and being able to talk Mm -hmm. about that and verbalize that. That's been huge for me of just being able Mm -hmm. to say it. And what do you say? It almost loses its meaning or it loses its power. Power, right. Just the power of when you name something, when you say it out loud, it kind of, it does to me, it loses its power and it loses, it's just bringing it into the light. And so for you, I think, and for everyone, there's just power in relationships and obviously it's it's huge and key to have the core people in your life that you can have that outlet to and so if you're listening if you find yourself out there and you're 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 in a place where you are wrestling or even in a good place i think it's huge to have think about who you're tiers of people are that are you're drawing from that you're able to kind of vent to um, in a healthy way Uh, and I think looking at your journey and listening to you you can see how powerful that was you know even with your Jeff your podcast mentoring coach other people that you drew in and that you relied on and because you know I know the business entrepreneur world it can feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, you know, you had to make a choice to be vulnerable and to say, hey, I need help. Hey, I need a place to just kind of vent this out. And I think that, to me, too, is, is so key in the process. And, you know, and I know you encourage that, too, in the process of wellness and, and that, you know, you can't go at it alone right. and be successful, really. Right. I agree. It's a lot about relationships and being able to mm-hmm. be open to bringing up the hard stuff, which mm-hmm. is scary, but it's freeing. It's almost when you don't, like you feel like mm-hmm. you're chained down. And I can't explain it other than like, yeah, it might be one of the hardest things that you ever have to do, but it's also probably that point at which change occurs is when you can deal mm-hmm. with the past. Because I feel like so often in nutrition, mm-hmm. and this is also one of the reasons that I'm passionate about my next steps and and the journey ahead Mm -hmm. and really helping people with that mind change is that if we can't deal with our past hurt and like deal with what's happened to us and where we've been, Mm -hmm. we're probably never going to be able to look forward or move forward. You know, I feel like people, and I'm the same way, are either dealing so much in the past or Mm -hmm. so much in the future that we forget that the present is really where change occurs. And that's Mm -hmm. what I was doing. I was trying to push all of my past, you know, bad business decisions and pains and what I felt Mm. like was every closed door in my past to try to move forward. And so I was living 90% in the future of what I thought I could create. And then I was forgetting that the present is really where all that's going to happen. And I feel like I couldn't live in the present because I was so scared about the past. Like I couldn't really Mm. let it go. Like I saw hope in the future, but I wasn't able Mm. to you know, walk there because the path Mm. was that anchor holding me down. Mm. I needed to cut Mm. it off or it was just going to, like, I was just going to go nowhere, basically. And I feel like you really helped me to do that. Like, you gave me the space to open up and do that. Mm. And more than that, it was just being willing to write it out. What Mm. seemed like basic things of, like, journaling, you know, it's like having a diary again, which is super silly to me, but, like, to say that. But there's power in writing Mm. it out. Like you said, there's power Mm. in saying it. And it's not like you have to publicize it to the world, although I kind of am right now, which is hopefully helping (laughs) other people. But you wouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like just telling a few people really is Mm -hmm. so freeing. I have to say that I had a course launch that totally failed and I got (laughs) asked about it and it was hard. I mean, it was hard to go through that because I Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be like that thing that I needed and that I put all this focus into. And I think this is right when we started us talking. Mm-hmm. So you got into me right when I was going through this massive failure. Mm. Again, another point when I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like, I don't even know what the heck is going on. Obviously, mm. that happened 
my husband would say nearly every day um, for a while. <laughs> but I got mm. asked about it on another podcast that I was on. And she was like, she had no idea. Mm. But she's like, so you just released a course? Like, how did it go? And I was like, man, again, I have two choices. I could lie. <laughs> mm, right. And I could say, like, it was fine, which fine, you know, is not a great word. That generally means things aren't going well. You know, mm. like, I could beat around the bush and, you know, say what I was learning. but Or I could just be honest and be real with people and kind of have that freedom of, okay, I'm not going to let this hold me down anymore. And it was scary. And I, I, and I did it. I said, you know, well, like, it didn't go as I planned. It was a total bomb. And, you know, but here's what I'm going to learn from that. And here's how I'm going to move forward from that. And it was almost like me working through mm. what could have been a train wreck, really, and the grand scheme of things. Um, I owed people more money than I made. And so that's <laughs> always frightening. You know, like it really could have been a train mm. wreck. Like it could have been another one of those times where I'm like the door slammed. Mm. Um, but speaking it was so freeing like in a weird sort of way like I mm. almost wanted to tell someone else so I told you and then I think I told one other person mm. she's a great friend someone I'm working on a project with someone I really respect she's done really great in the online field and it was freeing to realize hey I'm not perfect I don't have it all together but I'm learning and I'm gonna keep putting one foot in front of the other so it was more than proving to other people I was proving to myself that I could do this. And I think that's what I'm so passionate about in health is that mm. we get so bombarded and pulled down by the fact that things don't go our way, that there's not one diet that mm. works for everyone. We see a friend do it and they have a lot of success, but then it doesn't work for us or, or whatever it is. But mm. it doesn't matter if it's health mm -hmm. or in your marriage or in your business or your relationship with your kids. Like, I feel like it's really mm -hmm. kind of all the same. And once we deal with the big issue of like acceptance and speaking our shame and the lies and the negativity in our life and really making a choice like choosing to respect ourselves and respect our bodies and you know working mm. for a greater mission and you know working with our passions that it really changes the whole picture <laughs> you know like the in, mm. the entire thing absolutely yeah so that's what i'm excited um, about yeah and another thing that I love about, well, when I went through your cleanse and just um, other things that you teach and blogs that I've read is just the practical kind of tangible piece of so much of what you do and teach in that. So just kind of thinking about your journey and, you know, the past three years, do you feel like there would be a one, two, three things that you would want to tell people kind of end of it all these are kind of my top three kind of go-to practical things that you should think about things that you could start or stop doing that could really um you know help people in their own journey kind of just from all all this there's so much wisdom in here you know <laughs> is there a way to any kind of practical tangible pieces moving forward that that you would pull out or, or want to just re-highlight yeah. for people? I think for me, one was time. Not realizing if I wasn't managing my time, that it was escaping me. And it's the only commodity that we can't get more of. You know, we can get more money. We can get more things. We can, we can do more, but we'll never get more time. And mm -hmm. so learning to value and treasure that has really been one of the most impactful things. I feel like if we all sat down and realized how much time we waste on, and I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. I've done this. Uh, I've been challenged to do this. Uh, you recommend it too, Michaela, is that an, an alley doesn't breaking busy is like really just take an inventory of your time <laughs> and, and see like, is it helping you get to where you want to go? Is it helping you live the most fulfilling life? Like basically it's just tracking your time and there are things, and I'll link it in the show notes, but ways to do this where you can just track and write down how much time you're spending, you know, on social media, reading books, you know, like not all bad things. Like how much time are you spending present with your family? Not just in and out, right? Mm -hmm. But like for me, it was how to be present time with my family. How, you know, and then going mm -hmm. through and saying like, what things do I value? And are you hitting them? Mm -hmm. You know, like are you making them a priority? Because 
if we're not scheduling it, like if we're not making known time for it, it's not going to happen. And that's something that I had to learn. Like I had to learn that if I wanted to spend more present time with my family, that I had to schedule my work time and I had to be ultra efficient in that work time so that I didn't have Mm -hmm. to work while I was at home with my family. And other things, it it made me realize, like, social media is not that important. It really was pulling (laughs) me down. And I Mm -hmm. really find, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to sit and look at Instagram pictures and stuff, but I went from looking at Mm -hmm. it every 15 minutes during the day to once a day. And then I started, like, deleting Mm -hmm. people's feeds that were creating envy, Mm -hmm. even though they were, like, so the first Mm -hmm. thing is to take an inventory of time. The second thing is to try to get rid of the things that are pulling you back. So for me, it was, I felt really Mm -hmm. envious. I was really envious of people online who were doing things that I only wished and hoped that I could do someday. I was envious of people who seem to have it all together online. My kids are really dressed in matching outfits. I let them get dressed themselves because it's like one less thing that I can do, right? (laughs) But like almost Mm. envious of that perfect family, right? Who has it all together. Mm. Who seems like they have it all together. I can guarantee no one has Mm. it all together. They're dressed to a T and their house is clean and And so even though those are good people online, right? Like I'm a good person. If I'm causing you envy, please stop following me for a period of time. Like it's not worth it. Mm. And so I went through and purged those accounts until I could become in a right place with myself. And then you can go back Mm. and, you know, so I stopped following Mm. some blogs. I cut my Instagram feed in half, which was super freeing because it takes a long time to look at all those pictures. <laughs> and I chose, like, I was on Snapchat for a while. I just said, honestly, I think it's great, and I love that people are on it. I wish I could do it, but to me, like, the time just mm-hmm. isn't worth it. And so figuring out what I value and just understanding, like, that is just pulling mm-hmm. me down into this place of a place where it was hard for me to get out of. And so I did that and I chose to focus more on the blessings that I had. So choosing more gratitude over envy. And Mm. I feel like now I'm in a better place. So when I go back and now I look at those blogs and um, I see them and I'm like, I can read them with peace and I don't have to read them with like hurtful thoughts almost to myself. Mm. Um, So that would be the second one. The third thing I think is relationships. And um, Mm. you speak for this all the time. But Mm. coming from a year where I really let all the good relationships I had slide, and luckily I have really good friends and really good family who never left my side, Mm. I didn't utilize them like I should have been utilizing them. Um, Mm. Sometimes you have to be the first one to take that vulnerable step and say, like, hey, things aren't going well, or I need help. (laughs) You know, asking for help is probably Mm. one of the hardest (laughs) things I still struggle with to this day. But Mm. asking for help and letting my pride go and knowing that I can't get it all done. But I feel like relationships and having that place, that safe house to go to and speak your vulnerabilities and speak your truths and your shames and things that are holding you back and hardships and knowing that it's safe and they're going to help you through it. They're not going to bring you down. And I think that's the thing um, Mm. that you need is not someone who's going to necessarily enable you, but who's going to say the hard things. And I feel like those are the relationships that after going through this year of what I would mm. say is intense pain and the lowest of lows to come out the other side and be probably in one of the best places I've ever been is mm. to say that it's all come through relationships and getting mentors mm. and people who can really say the things that need to be heard, um, even mm. when it's hard and even when it doesn't make sense. Not mm. Not the people who've enabled me to live in bad behavior, not the people who've enabled me to Mm. be cruel to my husband or to say it's okay that I was, you know, too harsh on my kids or, um, Mm. you know, like that it's okay to quit what's been called to me. It's been the people who've pushed me to keep going because they know and they believe in something bigger than I can see. And so Mm. I feel like that, those three things, even though I could have given you all health things, I feel like those have transformed Mm. my own health Mm. and just my life in general. Because if we can figure out our minds and our life, naturally we want to figure out, I think it comes with more ease than to put more Mm. respect and a higher priority on your body because that's the means in which you're going to achieve you know like that's the means in which you're gonna be the best mom and be the best worker or or whatever you are you know like Mm. be whatever Mm. you're called to be to do your passions and so those are really Mm. the things that 
I think, kept me going. I was taking notes on all those, so um, I think I need to do my own time in inventory again. <laughs> it's good um, probably to go back and do that once in a while. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's, I would say amen to all of that. Um, especially the relationships. I think uh, the piece in there that has been kind of most convicting for me even really is the who am I letting into my life in in order to make myself really seen, heard, and known, Um, but also who to let it drive, you know, even when you talked about Simple Roots and you know, you want to really help people on the journey. I think so often we realize how in that, you know, you talk about being you and and how powerful that is of just, you know, not feeling like you need to be anybody else. And really it's in that that we're most able to influence the people that we're called to influence and which is another piece of just the relationships of who are the people around you that, you know, is just kind of aligning so that you can be a bless. you know, you've, you know, you talk about being a blessing to me and I feel like I've been mutually blessed by you. So, so it it goes both ways. Um, so I I feel like going along with that, one of the things that I've really been trying to be aware of and something that I feel like it's becoming my mission statement and my vision for the future is just the question of who are we allowing to shape our reality? And I think that was kind of a changing Mm. point in my life. Like what are we letting in that's shaping who we are today? And just being aware of that, uh, I think makes a huge difference. And so I'm, Mm. I'm really excited for the future. I feel like this is kind of a new beginning for simple reds of something better of Mm. me not hiding. I mean, I can't give up the recipes because I just love creating them, but I mean, kind of coming out behind that and really helping mm. to move forward. And I'm excited that Michaela's here and that, you know, we have some stuff coming up where I feel like, you know, she's an expert in a different field and it doesn't just take one person, you know, like it takes a team of people mm-hmm. and an army and um, a community mm-hmm. of people coming together that really creates that lasting change. And so there's, a ton of excitement. I uh, obviously still have my struggles. Um, I'm learning to work through that. And I feel like that's only like a piece of, of the story that could have been shared. But the real and honest, vulnerable truth of what seems like the perfect life that I portray has been a journey. <laughs> I feel like we're all on a journey mm-hmm. and don't let anyone believe you that they're not because we are. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and everyone's unique. And I feel like... And, you know, before we go, I'm going to let Michaela, you know, speak a few words of wisdom because she's full of so much. But mine would be mm. is just to embrace you and the uniqueness of you. Mm. Um, and that's something that I had to do is to realize that I think the biggest lesson through all of this and kind of the underlying theme through all of this that I've constantly been reminded of is, you know, like maybe I haven't been as successful as I want. Maybe I haven't created that one thing that I love and it's because I've never been me. Like I've never fully been me. I've been me, but not mm. fully been me. And so I feel like it it's just a change of embracing who we are and who we were created to be and what our call is. And we're all unique. And even mm. if it seems small and minute or huge and massive that you can't even begin to understand it, like that is perfectly you. And that's what mm. this world needs is more of people being mm. themselves. And mm. um, yeah, I feel like that would be exciting to see people like step into themselves. You know, like I feel mm. like it's been mm. exciting for me to like fully embrace me and all of its imperfections mm. and um, realize that those imperfections have power <laughs> and meaning mm-hmm. in my life and mm-hmm. other people want that mm-hmm. other people crave that like the relationships mm-hmm. that I've craved the most are the ones who've been real with me like I can see them mm-hmm. for who they are and I love and value everything about them so mm-hmm. that's kind of my uh, that's good yeah but what what do you have to say mm-hmm. I want to hear this oh boy I'm always I don't learning know from I you. Think- Truth bomb. I think um, I love. Yeah, boy, I feel nervous again. Um, 
I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with everything you said. And I, I think, you know, and maybe it's just a theme in my life that I'm making it a theme in everybody else's life. <laughs> but um, kind of going back to just relationships again, and I think what you said about really knowing you, knowing who you are, your gifts, your skills, your passions, your, you know, even I think we kind of all come back to our passions and, and, you know, even in your journey, you talked about that, how you kind of realized, you know, I just need to go back to what I loved and what, where this all started. And so, you know, I think what you said is absolutely key in that if we don't know who we are, it's like, well, you know, we feel like we'll need to be everybody else. And so it is that, you know, who I am is enough. Who I am is all those kind of mindsets. Who I am is worthy is huge. And then I think in that process, though, just to kind of, again, highlight is just the power of relationships. And I, you know, kind of my um, getting real and honest, my struggle or what I've had to really work through is I'm such a tasky purpose. Like you give me a plan, I'm going to do it. I'm going to plow through anybody who gets in my way, you know? Right. Um, and so I've had to really realize, you know, so much of what I do is about people and helping them in the journey. And, and in the midst of that, realizing I'm on my own journey and, man, I need to draw in those people. For me, you know, my life, my kind of bloodline, I think for so many of us is that those key relationships of who are the people in my life I can just be real with, I can be honest, I can be vulnerable. Am I letting them see just me for me? So it's kind of in that too process, I've realized I've kind of had to let go of some people, not in a hey, I'm done with you, but people that actually aren't feeding life to me, you know, kind of toxic in a way. And right. and so that's hard to have having to just kind of set up a boundary. And then um, realizing too, there's just seasons, you know, I've moved around a lot. And so that means relationships have changed and kind of grieving relationships. And, um, but realizing just in the, in all of it, they're just kind of the fuel and they should be our fuel, not only just personally, but, you know, Alexa and I have talked about and continue to talk about like, who are the people we feel really called to impact that our message and, and what we have to bring, you know, and, and what everybody has to bring is meant to hit someone else mm -hmm. in a way that's powerful. And so it's, it's kind of that continual, knowing who you are, but yet realizing it's not all about you. It's kind of that back and forth balance I'm finding of, um, of just kind of being confident and being just secure in who you are and knowing yourself and discovering yourself. But remembering it's not all about self. Right. <laughs> um, so it, it's that struggle, that balance. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess my kind of lasting, my last comment would just be, uh, um, who are the people that you're really walking in life with? Because it's only going to get harder, and so you're going to need those people even more. Hey. But um, so yeah, and and you've been that for me, you know, from a distance, which has been fun and encouraging, and and it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I hope that. It was impactful and it kind of shared my journey and I hope it didn't scare anyone away. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad you're here and I really honor and value you and Michaela does too. And we just hope that this was useful in that you can take it and apply it to your own life and really help write your own story and just own who you are. So thanks for tuning in. And Michaela, thank you so much for being here and helping me through this. Yeah, of course. Whew, we made it. I have to be honest, I've recorded this outro over a week after recording the show. And as I went back to listen to it, I have to be honest, it was just as emotional to me going back to listen to it, and it took everything for me not to edit out certain parts of the show. But the truth is, I'm a human being with feelings, emotions, and life is hard. 
But what I've learned is that life is a series of choices. Each day, I've given the option for how I will react, what I perceive, and ultimately how much joy I live with. It's been proven that I can't control most things, but what I can control is my actions. And so as you watch me, listen to me, and walk through this fire with me, you can find relief in your own life, that you too can stand up even when it's hard, to find your values, your passions, and cling to what really matters in life. In the show notes, I'll have a series of questions that you could download to help you on your own journey of finding yourself, of finding your call and your passion, and ultimately show you how this is linked to your health and your happiness. I'll have that available as well as resources where you can learn more about Michaela and her work in the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 018. And if you want to follow more about my story and the next steps I'm taking with Simple Roots Wellness, then you'll want to sign up for my weekly email where I'm going to be sharing more of my journey as well as the next steps. But it's not just my story. It's about writing your own story. So each week I try to help you do just that through encouraging health. And you'll also be receiving my free weekly meal plans that are realistic and family friendly, as well as a prep list to make this nice and easy. So again, to get all this, log on to simplerootswellness.com and add your email list to get signed up for those weekly emails. As always, if you found this podcast helpful, I'd love for you to pass it along to your friends and family, giving them a little extra dose of encouragement today. To share, just copy and paste the link into an email, text message, or even on Facebook, and I would be delighted if they would join our community of people seeking lasting health and even more happiness. Thank you again for tuning in to yet another real and very raw episode of Simple Roots Radio. Remember, this is your life, your story. So how are you writing it? I can't wait to hear from you. And we'll be back again next week with another amazing episode taking on overcoming expectations with Christine Hassler. See you then.